it was cool. It was nice. It was, it was how I first got talking to Charlton back in the day. Yeah. Was through that. And then we met him at the signing. It wasn't a signing. We just turned up and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crashed no, just, I think we just like accosted him and we're like, we've got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're drunk. Speaking, yeah. speaking of interactions with people, that's what I did with Robbie uh, the other day. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I reached out to Robbie a year or so ago and just told him uh, I was in a bad place and I, I carry a lot of weight. And I just wanted to let him know that he was an inspiration to me. You wanted to lose uh, him. That was your plan. Lose a Robbie. Then after losing 60 kilos and everything, I messaged Robbie again and uh, stupidly messaged, uh, stupidly messaged uh, that, uh, oh, by the way, I have a podcast. Life is going really good again. <laughs> to which then I, I saw the message was on scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, goodbye, Robbie. Wait, goodbye wait. forever. <laughs> Yeah, goodbye. How many, honestly, how many messages do you reckon wrestlers get with? I have a podcast. My podcast, yeah. I picked a fight with David Arquette for about a year and a half. It's a rolling gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. But I spoke to David Arquette. He messaged. Yeah. See, I was like (laughs) trying to be a pest. And uh, Red's like, oh, you're the reason why I watch wrestling. And like, I love you. The most sincere. Yeah. You saved my life. And, um, and then he's like, oh, yeah, Red, I love you. And But yeah, it never returns. So it no. pays to be nice, people. Yeah, that's why no one, no one talks to me. David Arquette is about to find out I have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's see if he is desperate enough to talk back. Yeah, the coming up next weekend, left on scene yeah. <laughs> with Fred. Anyway, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are We Work Stiff. <laughs> this is the final podcast that we will talk about the boss, Jay. My name is the Ravishing Red Rude, and I am joined by the Chocolate Moose himself, Josh Crichton. Thank and you. over yonder, down south, it is the man simply known as Dr. Dave Pruden, the Tokemol pimp himself. I remember. There's, there's a lot of doctors in the house. There's too many doctors. There's so many doctors. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there it, it can only be one doctor. Yeah, and we are WeWorks. Straight into it. Boss Day final went down. Went down between Desperado and Haramu. Uh, takeaways, boys. I'll let one of you two start because I kind of already jumped into it. Well, I think that we need to let Josh take the reins on this one because he told me many times in the last 24 hours, I have takes. Shush, I have takes. So, uh, or is yours? Okay. So, we will, obviously, we will talk about Ace Austin joining the Bullet Club because uh, I believe Conspiracy Booker over there, Dave, may have predicted this in like episode one. Yeah, can uh, we? Um, any chance we can do a? Uh, yeah, a, a soundbite. I'm gonna go. Yeah, Josh is gonna go we looking for it. Where yeah. I um, where I predict that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Um, yeah, there's gonna be an insert sound. It's just like audio missing, and just be like that. <laughs> uh, and we of course we'll talk ELP moving on up to heavyweight, which. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, we can. Yeah. I think we have a whole episode basically talking about that, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I won't need a whole soundbite. Sorry, I skipped a whole bunch of things. Sorry. I'll no, just... no, it's fine. It's fine because I was talking this. Don't worry, Red. I was going here. <laughs> uh, so I have a take, and this is this is literally ISO clear out. I'm I'm in the post. Get me the ball and get out of the way. Uh, so 
this is an this is such an interesting thing. So as Red said, uh, we had a you know a spectacular final match, right? That sort of built this whole thing and was great, and everyone sort of was there. But it was a classic example of like, wow, that's a tremendous match, but the wrong guy won, and it got so Hiromu wins it becomes the first guy to win three straight best super juniors becomes wins four out of five best super juniors one he wasn't didn't when he was hurt for he becomes this legendary figure and el desperado fails again chokes again as elp would say uh the commentary seemed distraught with this outcome that was interesting well we all kind of want to desperate. Yeah, we want to desperate win that one. And you don't always get what you want. It's a tremendous way to be selling a match. You don't always get what you want, people. Are uh, they doing to Hiroma what they did to Roman Reigns? No, this is this is an interesting point. I will explain what I get what they're doing. So I get what they're doing. It doesn't mean I have to like it. So let's do a little bit of history lesson here. So this is the 50th year of New Japan, right? It's their 50th anniversary. And it, to me there seems to be a very clear booking philosophy and direction that they're going about. And it's about safety first, safety, safety, safety. We're not going to try anything too elaborate, but we also want to establish our guys, our key guys that we have identified as the guys. Now, if we go back and look at what's this year at the top of the car of Okada has been all about, it's been reasserting Okada as the rainmaker, as the guy, as the modern ace that has been the, the intent to move him back to old 2017, 2018 form. He's been in the wilderness during, during the COVID period, putting on people in the money clip and all that sort of shit, but he's returned with one rainmaker does it all that sort of position. And it sort of culminated, I think uh, in the match when he had against uh, Naito, where the finishing stretch involved him in like integrating, like his look is interesting, but the finishing stretch involved him integrating an octopus stretch into an emerald flosion into a rainmaker. So like this is a thematic narrative they're telling is saying I used Anoki's move, I used Masawa's move, and now I use my move as this almost this direction of saying I am the modern ace. I am the I am the evolution of of Japanese pro wrestling, not just New Japan, of Japanese pro wrestling. I'm the next level guy. And like his look, he's wearing the Anoki towel. He is calling back to the history and they're establishing him as in our 50th year, this is a legend you are watching and he is taking this to another level that is the position they're going with that belt and they've elevated him to be the world's champion and the best champion the world's the best world champion there that's he's the unassailable you know best match guy the top guy he's back to that position yeah and so we get in that context we now see Hiromu comes in to the best of super juniors and he is this guy who's going for something that no junior has ever done ever no one's won three straight and he's going to do it in 18 months, to be to be frank, because of the way it's all worked out of COVID. And so their intent, I think, is to position him as the greatest junior that they can that ever existed. He's the next level, the next generation. It's no surprise, no, it's not by accident that Tatsumi Fujinami is there to hand him the trophy, the guy who is the first junior heavyweight before there was even juniors as a thing. The guy that was in the very first New Japan Pro Wrestling match, he, the guy that changed the art form, moved it ahead from a junior heavyweight and he's handing it off to Hiromu as this sort of passing of the torch of this is the next guy that's the next great superstar dude yeah. this is an intent that they are saying they're going we're staying safe 
we're going to hit you over the head with the established guys, but they are money drawing guys. Icons, yeah. And they're going to be icons and they're going to take us forward because there's no doubt, like Hiromi is only 32. Okada's in his mid 30s. They are positioning these guys despite, like, my thinking after this, this is where I got really, like, I was not happy. I was like, what more can Hiromu do? Like, my fear with all of this stuff, all the stuff we saw, some tremendous progression in this tournament of all these characters, all these things, the guy who has progressed the least in two and a half years is Hiromu. If you, you've you come back in, he's the exact same guy he was back then. He's slower because of his injury. He can't work the yeah. same way, but character-wise, yeah. positioning-wise, he has not changed. He is he's where he is despy on the other hand you look at it as a comparison you're like holy shit this guy's like a star like he's got all these new and different innovative like movements understandings his characters are so nuanced and different he's got a connection to the audience that Hiromu used to have like he seems to be what Hiromu was this fresh and different type of character with this weird charisma that no one's quite prepared for and Hiromu sort of established himself as the guy Hiromu came into this tournament had a statement at the press conference saying, beat me. Somebody, New Japan, get someone here that can beat me. That is literally what he's saying. I need I need competition. And then he goes out and wins the tournament. It's a weird and implicit suggestion of his character. Like, where are you going to go? And my biggest fear for him is I'm okay with Okada doing this element because I have seen progression. For two years, Okada went away and worked on this thing where he wasn't using the brain maker. He wasn't doing that. And he built a bit of, he built a bit of depth to his character. He built this thing of, this is essentially a comeback where he reasserts himself. Like the dude was in the first King of pro wrestling match for fuck's sake. So it's a big transition. Whereas Hiromu has always been at this level. He hasn't changed. He hasn't moved. He doesn't need the title. The title means like diddly squat because ultimately he is the guy. And because we haven't seen the big bad, that's going to put him into like, threat he's never under threat there's no need for character progression there's no need for movement because there isn't that that propellant force we thought it'd be despy but it's not despy's propellant force is hiromu despy will eventually win this thing he'll beat hiromu and that will be happy despy's like the naito of the juniors he's going to keep losing till eventually he wins and that's great for him but where does hiromu go and that's mm-hmm. the big question coming out of it and it's like okay he's going to take on uh, Ishimori for the title at Dominion. Wrong. That's not happening. What the fuck? What's yeah. going on there? Like, I have no idea. Like, we have a big tournament. We elevate the juniors, and then we're putting them on a main event at Corican. It's like, what the fuck? I have no clue. It's like there has to be something that, that redeems this because if it doesn't, I'm at the position where it's like, why should I care about this great Hiromu run? Because it's not. He's not demonstrating to me the level of progression that would make me interested in seeing where he goes because he's just going to stay where he is. And I think that the danger of that is, yes, I get it. The tournament was great. We had a lot of interesting stories come out of it, but I think the least interesting one is the guy who won it. And I think that that is a concern for your booking because you're trying to, you're trying to create new stars. And I think you did, but until they are being able to be positioned the same way Hiromu is positioned as this sort of, someone needs to get something. Someone needs to win something. Thing that I was like, thinking about this as well and like new japan i mean this isn't anything really new for new japan and if you look at like their booking history they tend to go the long story over the over like the big story or the hot story so but eventually get there it's like you're saying then oh yeah despy doesn't win now when it seems like it's the perfect time for him to win and hiromu wins 
but you know eventually he'll he'll win so they're they're, they they're booking that story they're just not they just take they take longer than everyone expects like the naito thing everyone expected naito to beat okada that year Mm. and what was it fucking two years later or three years later when he finally got to that two years later place that they everyone wanted him to be at so they they do that it's and it can be infuriating and like we talk about it when we talk about the matches but i see the same there's like the same thing with like jay and okada now where i'm like like i'm gonna you know wax lyrical about how how wonderful i think jay is and how i think he should that this should be his time but again like long story over the big story and i'm my thinking was like and i think you're right like uh curtis made the point i was going to mention what he said despy like new japan gets off on being withholding and i think yeah. that's an interesting way it's it's accurate like that's the long story's key but i think that and i understand why fans who have come back or looking at this are like oh man it's just it's not that exciting a, a, a first of all it's like it's not that exciting a final and I, I disagree i think it was always supposed to be those guys it makes the most sense how much of it, how much of it is that and how much of it is like new japan trying to recapture what they had with Hiromu before the pandemic because like when you, i think it could be yeah yeah because of like how popular he was remember like him and naito were standing in the ring after he won was it boss jay a couple of years yeah. back whatever yeah. and we were like watching him like Hiromu is more over like is he's like the most over guy in the company now yeah so maybe it's like oh with the two years of the pandemic are they just trying to recapture that before? I think so. That that would be my thinking is that they've been sitting stagnant for a while. But like for me, like I said, I've been following for this during this pandemic period. And a lot of like, there's no real excuse other than like, because Despy has been engaged for that same period as well. And his, his ascent and his ability to find new wrinkles to the same character within his relationship with Hiromu. That's the interesting part. Like he's in relation to Hiromu. Everything he's done has been in relation to Hiromu and he's still found those layers of those onions. Whereas I feel like, I feel like Hiromu is sort of, he's, he's sort of got to the stage where it's like, I don't, he needs to find something. And I think it's only going to come about by like, I'm hearing people say, um, Oh, like he's going to move up. And I don't think he will. Like, I think I had that discussion on a few discords. Like, I think he's he's the new Jushin like Thunder Liger. Like, Curtis asked a question about that. Why don't someone stay? I think this guy's staying. And yeah. that's and when after that happened, I was like, man, it's kind of frustrating because like what more, like, what more does he have to conquer? Like, where what can what can he legitimately other than main eventing a Tokyo Dome for junior heavyweight belt, which is probably his ultimate goal? Yeah. What can he do and who can be the one that's going to get him to that point? Because Despy has got so much out of this match and so much out of this rivalry. He's gotten so much. There's no doubt that Hiromu has been really beneficial to Despy. But what has Hiromu gotten out of it? Other mm-hmm. than sort of being seen as this sort of stale, stagnant character that people want to see do something. He's like the top guy, but he just doesn't have... I, I don't know what's coming over the, the hill. And I hope that there's something, I, I think the Corican match has to say sh- shenanigans. There has to be shenanigans. Like mm. something has to happen. Um, and maybe it's Kushida. Maybe that's the, the return of Kushida and he comes back as a junior. My God, Kushida just tail between the legs. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. And I, I just felt after it, I was like, I get it. Like I said, I understand what they're doing. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't have to like it. And yeah. I can say this is a position where it's like, man, 
I, Despy's going to be over. And you, but you could hear the crowd. The crowd was disappointed. The crowd yeah. was like, oh, Despy. And it's great for Despy. He gets carried out. He's sympathetic. It's this great thing. And they've continued to build their rivalry. And it will happen. And it will be glorious. We will all cheer when Despy is finally the best Super Juniors champion. But I just hope that when that happens, that when he beats Hiromu, it means something because Hiromu has become equally as strong and not just a guy that people perceive as the one that they have to put there because he is the, the presumptive ace of the junior division. That's all. That's my take. Feel free to yeah. it's talk now. Thank interesting you. Interesting because, like, I guess, like, two years ago when I sort of stopped watch it, watching it all, I can remember Hiromu was, like, the most over-wrestler in the entire company, and he came back from his injury, and he had all the big nets of him at his high school training and everything and had those phenomenal matches at Wrestle Kingdom with, you know, Will Ospreay, and you know this that that version of Hiromu and everything and just like he's like that's the most over guy in the entire company, one hundred percent. Come back two years later, like you know, and I'm watching again, and I'm like, one hundred percent. You can see the change in every single wrestler who's come out, and even from tonight when you watch the tag matches and see the heavyweights, you can see notably straight away the change they've all gone through in the last two years. Yo, show like you can just go through them all. Yeah, They're so different. That, that, that's exactly it. And I kind of found like... Even Takuchi. <laughs> <laughs> the only person who's acceptable to not actually change is Yano. But um, he doesn't need to change. He's a no. complete wrestler. He's, a gem. Yeah. He's an absolute gem. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of found myself in that entire match. It was really weird because 100%, it's unusual when a company and like the commentators are like, we really want Despi to win. It made it feel anticlimactic, didn't it? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Because I think they were legitimately disappointed. Like because yeah, do they know do they know the results? I don't think so. I don't think the English commentator it felt like they they were like legit disappointed. That yeah. was I'm like, oh maybe they don't they don't know the outcomes. But it, it either way it fits the story, right? Because it, it helps propel exactly. it's great actors as well. It fucking yeah, Chris Charlton was bail, was all, yeah. almost crying. So Japanese like, crowd clap for that one. Yeah. But you got me, bro. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. Like I and it's 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 fine to be upset about these things. Like it's that's it's like that's what great pro wrestling is. Like I was invested in this and I was disappointed that my guy didn't win. But it's more, it's not so much that. It's like I understand that's the nature of the business and that's it's gonna happen. And it's when it makes sense, it'll it'll be great. And like Despy will he'll be more over and we'll all look back and say, Yeah, they they did it the the right way or whatever. They've got a few runs on the ball of that, but I mean, I really liked. I really like that sequence too of, uh, you know, and, you know, not the moves guy here, Red, you'll have to refresh my memory with um, what, what Despy's finisher is called, but that sort of how he did one and then did the second one. And then, and they're like, Oh, he's going to, he's going to get to the pin. It's all over. It's all over. And does the undertaker pin and stuff. I'm like, Oh, that was a really cool sequence. And then to the match. And then it kept going. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, oh no. Yeah. yeah. I went, Oh, oh no. Yeah. yeah. And, and just so you know, I've actually nicknamed the move. I'll fold your arms, fuck your head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's AKA the Pinche Loco. Yeah, no, I, I know that. I'm just yeah. saying, though, like in my head, I'm just like, oh, fold your arms, fuck your head. Yeah. That's a, it's a lovely, a lovely sentiment to send out to all the, the, the fans out there of Despy. Yeah. yeah. The head fucker. The it's a, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think. As I said, man, like I, I think it was early in the match I knew that we were in trouble because it was like Despy's got 90% of this match. This is not going to end well. Yeah. Um, and 
uh I, but again man i just think as i said i've got no dramas like they put on a compelling match but if it has a if despy wins it's talk, i think if despy wins the match the match is talked about differently obviously because yeah. it has that triumphant finish and it, it all yeah. like oh wow he did it and everyone feels differently and everyone just sort of left it feeling a bit flat yeah it's a classic like if, if destiny won it's a classic straight up there it's like oh this is the return and that's the thing of like how amazing is that to i mean you got to give them credit for like some level of balls to be like well we're going to withhold that we're going to yeah. like edge yeah. everyone for another year like it's also the interesting coming out of it is like with no match at dominion which is effectively the second i don't know it'd be the second largest single pay-per-view for the year for it yeah so, but no junior title match. Well, I mean, that makes zero sense. That's insane. Be like winning the G1 and getting a match at Coroquin. Yeah. Yeah. That's essentially what they've established. So what does that say about the junior division? It makes very little sense. And that's what all people were trying to figure out is, okay, they did this. Okay, how are they going to redeem this? If they do something interesting with Hiromu, Hiromu does this at Dominion and Kushida returns. Oh, wow. We might actually make it make sense because he's fighting the former ace, the guy's first rival in New Japan. Like you notice when he uh, Hiromu wrestled Clark Connors, he did the Kimura, which is the hoverboard lock. So there was a slight callback to some reference to Kushida, which Charlton noted, but they didn't say Kushida's name, which made me even more aware, like conspiracy booking hat. But like there were that's all good until you see the card announcement you go what like people have i've heard i've heard great uh here's some like great ideas for why that's the case maybe maybe uh it's going to be the first crowd with cheering at coracon maybe that's why they're doing that maybe the heavyweights are in america for the uh the week leading up to forbidden door so they needed someone to main event coracon to be able to sell some tickets None of those things washes me because you can still have a match at Dominion and have a second title defense against a guy like a, a, a like a drinky or like you could do that with Nobu. But so none of that really makes much sense. So I have no clue what's going on, honestly, which is kind of interesting. I don't, I can't answer anyone. Anyone that has you know that's concerned about what's happened, I don't know. But I'm interested to see at least. Hopefully, something comes out of it that can that can justify the decision other than just reestablishing, reaffirming Hiromu as the guy. Which is okay. That's cool. A reminder. Yes, he's the big. He's the biggest draw. That's good to know. We knew that going in. Well, maybe maybe it's like they are just holding off for crowds. Maybe they're just they're literally they're edging us right now so that we can yeah. have that sweet Robbie O face as a crowd together and yeah. can just do it all together in one hit. Like maybe that's what they're trying to do. Also at the same time, because it was so lackluster that Hiromi won, which is a weird sentence to say they could be building towards something that we just can't see. We don't know. And once it happens, it'll be like, that's why they did it. True. That's exactly why they did that. You know and, what I mean, and, like, I don't mean Kushida. I mean something bigger. Yeah. And it could be, but it has to be something. That's what I'm saying. It has to be something. And if it isn't like they've, they've, they've been getting by on a lot of like good faith for years, but there's been some curious decisions throughout the pandemic. So we're always like, okay, what's happening here. And that's the decision here. It's like, are we sure? That's all it is. Are we sure that, that that's going to happen? Now, I don't know, but I'm hopeful that it leads to something. Well, that is an interesting chat we just had about Hiromo. However, though, more news did happen at the Boss J final. Interestingly enough, boy of the boys of WeWork Stiff, Ace Austin decided to join the Bullet Club uh, by swinging up the two sweet old school uh, sort of like heel turn, join faction thing too. So subtle the way he just lifted it. You knew something was going on when he came out there. What's he doing out there? 
But when he when he put up the the two sweet, I was like, oh my god, he's joined the NWO. <laughs> yeah, a classic uh, classic talk callback there. Ed. The guy you guys are talking about the most, Ace Austin, and I think uh, was it Doctor Dave? Was it the doctor even talked about this one about who going forward the international guys? Uh, it's great to see Ace Austin actually joining up with the the Bullet Club. Okay, do you like it, Red? I do. I'm very big on it. I'm very very big on it because. To me right now, this kind of feels like Bullet Club Reloaded. They've seen that the door is open now. Uh, more and more people have a chance to watch. Uh, I think Ace Austin fits really, really well in Bullet Club. He has that yeah. sort of seediness to him and all that kind of stuff, similar to ELP. Uh, yeah, I think it's nothing else but a good thing because they have the veterans of Bullet Club. They have cool storylines going on there with Tomatonga and everything. I think right now it's just Bullet Club Reloaded. And I'm 100% on board Ace Austin being in there. Yeah, I think it's a good addition. I like it for Ace Austin in New Japan. I think he's a good fit. I thought it was a kind of an interesting story that they set up in the beginning um, with Alec, them going on about how, you know, how good that him and Alex Zane are getting along. So that yeah. could be a feud they continue in New Japan, which or they start even in New Japan, which I think could be fun. Um, the return of... Kenta. Yep. I think uh, this all sort of is like the beginning of some Bullet Club storytelling again, which uh, could lead to some interesting things. So I'm with Red. Yeah, I like, I like. I thought it was, yeah. I mean, you called it. You did think just on the look. I thought it was oddly done, but yeah. But I think, I think to some extent they, they, for me, with the Bullet Club stuff, it feels like coming off the back of what we've talked about, you know, it feels like they've got to run through a, a bit of story. Like there's been two years of story they've wanted to tell, but because of the varying issues with the pandemic, they haven't been able to really do as much long form. So they had to sort of like sprint through a couple of elements. And to mm. me, Ace Ace, and obviously I think Ace, for the moment he was picked up for this best super juniors, the plan was this. And him and Zayn, uh, you know, they formed such a, uh, you know, a really great bond and on social media and got themselves over as like the zesties and, you know, that whole, that whole thing. And it, uh, in the backstage promo, the backstage segments after it, there was a confrontation between Alex Zane and um, Ace Austin and the rest of the Bullet Club where Alex Zane's saying the bullshit club, like, dude, seriously. And he gets the shit kicked out of him by the guys. And so they're sort of establishing it pretty early that these two guys you know, a lot of people were upset because they would they wanted that to go longer. They wanted them to have like a tag team and sort of really draw that out. Yeah, it felt it felt a little. It did. It felt rushed. Like yeah. it had to get had to get. And I just feel like they're doing it a bit to get them to that point. Maybe that was scheduled for last year, and they were scheduling like then they were planning yeah. it out. They're like we're going to run it this way. We can't do that. Let's get it all done throughout the tour. And so they were really like when we look back of it, they were. Like these two guys were really hot and heavy for one each other. They were really going hard on the social media. We're in love. It was like, it was like the they were like the semi and Tay of fucking of oh, of God. New Japan because they were really, <laughs> but they were really pushing it to the point of being obnoxious almost. Like, and yeah. and now we know why because they were trying to get over that relationship. They're trying to get over that friendship because they knew they had to break it in three weeks. So it had to yeah. be really strong. Um, so I, I thought it was, I thought it was, it's compelling. I and I think it almost, it almost works better because it's like they didn't they they gave you they took away what they never gave you in the first place they, they took away the, the potential and taken like lost potential is always more infuriating than like we saw it and we've now can't have any more of it we never know what that team's gonna look like because they never really got get started 
So it has it has that potential from a heel perspective for Ace. Um, for me, the more interesting part about it, like Ace is a good signing and it makes sense for Ace to come across. It's a really good sign for what it means for New Japan that Ace is getting that Bullet Club position and he's, he's on the Dominion card. So he's like, he's straight in, like all the other juniors have gone home. Ace has and it's a big, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, how beneficial it is to New Japan or not, but it, it's also like another, uh, I don't know, solid foot in the door to the US market having the X Division champ yeah. uh, joining Bullet Club and he'll be bringing Bullet Club stuff back to the US when he comes back. So yeah. it's. Sort of and they've got a junior there, in Chris Bay, that's also a Bullet Club member. So there's two juniors in Impact that are that. So I feel like there's probably a junior tag team. That they've, yeah. they're establishing and they needed a new junior because in that exact same moment ELP uh, pins a heavyweight which is the classic sign of I'm um, moving up poor Hanare oh, no. <laughs> he has skipped an entire career and gone to become a new Japan dad it's an amazing he, he went on he did get an excursion and somehow he's become a dad because ultimately he's there as a gatekeeper for the next person to come in and take his spot, which is inevitably what's going to happen. Hanare can never get into a G1. Instead, he's lying down for this junior heavyweight to essentially hit him with a sudden death. And yeah, it looks pretty obvious that ELP, after failing to win the best of Super Juniors, has just said, I'm ne- he's never going to be a junior champ. That's the reality. He's never going to win that. And yeah. instead, he's, he's targeting the heavyweight division now. Yeah, I mean, the Hanare thing, it's, uh, I mean, <laughs> he get, gets dealt a pretty shitty hand, really. Yeah. Pardon the pun. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, go to, from the generic kind of yeah. Islander gimmick into, well, what I, what on, like, is a pretty cool kind of looking character. I quite like the sort of old school little Mo and the hairdo and, it's almost like and you spin move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the streets of rage. An, it's like an interesting look. He's sort of, but but I mean, can he cut a promo? Can he do anything else? So maybe that's why yeah. he doesn't ever get elevated. Yeah. Can and ELP, seriously, like like Yeah, I mean ELP ELP's got everything. So it's and it's interesting, like seeing him go to heavyweight. I think it's it makes the bullet club heavyweight division pretty stacked. Like they got a lot of people yeah. in that position, so it's they got a lot of people. Full stop. Does that mean ELP is going to be in the G one? Yeah, he he asked to be. That was his promo. He cut after he lost to, to Despy. He declared he wants to be in the G one, and then he comes out and he beats a heavyweight, and now he's in. He's the heavyweight representative in the match at Dominion against opposite Naito. So uh, it's it's pretty clear that they're positioning him to move up to heavy. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, like he's the next Osprey. So, yeah. leave the juniors to move up, and they replace. He's not really a, He's a pretty. He's pretty lean build. He's not really a. I mean, Osprey always had a frame for extra weight, pretty broad across the shoulders. Mm. ELP is kind of like an odd build, and he's going to be going up against some pretty big bodies. But he's, so he's long. Be, he's got he's that. Be, yeah, that. the long, quick, heavy. I mean, I guess it's a bit Kenny Omega, I guess. Yeah, but, um... don't, the, the compar- yeah, no, the comparisons, but the comparisons are there. A former comedy yeah. heel junior that's in Bullet Club, that's working a troll gimmick that's that's people hate because he is so talented, but he doesn't put the effort in, moves up to heavyweight and then somehow finds himself. And I think it's, you know, it's from Canada. 
Yeah, he adds another kind of character to the long list of Bullet Club members who may well potentially try to cut Jay's head off. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking <laughs> cute. That top spot, you know, it's a fair cue. Jay's setting himself up, really. Yeah, I'm bringing all this talent. How many people would that want my job? I'm bringing them all in. He's like, yeah. but you got you to gotta love that. He's not a micromanager. You know, he's there to empower his employees to be, he loves middle management. There's a lot of people in there that have got that little middle role. And now, and now ELP is coming into that position to be like, I, I, I don't know. ELP clearly wants the throne. Like that's his position. And maybe he is the guy that long-term, like if I were New Japan, I'd be looking at him. He got on the plane. He was always there. He's loyal. He doesn't, you know, he's, and he's been given a he talks well. Yeah. yeah. And the scary thing is, He's been given a heel gimmick and he's figured it he's figured it out now. Like he's really figured out his shit heel thing. But he was a baby face his entire career in the UK. Like he was a baby face and he was a beloved baby really? face. Yeah, he was never a heel before he came to New Japan. Yeah. And it's yeah. what New Japan does with their booking. They almost give you a shitty heel gimmick and say, do your best to get this over. And then when you're ready, we will like reveal you to the rest of the thing and say, here you are. And that's the that's the tradition that they tend to go with. It's quite safe, but it means you can do everything. And ELP can do everything. And when he becomes a babyface, man, holy shit! So is this the the long story for um, Chase Owens? Then uh, here's a shitty heel gimmick to get over, and then eventually you will rule the world. Yes, in yeah. seventy six years, <laughs> or, or four more pandemics. Chase will get on yeah. the case. Like he finally got in the G1 last year of all the pandemic thing to come last, but he got in there. He got <laughs> there finally. It's like it's like Chase is literally the Crash Holly recipient of the Bullet Club. Yeah, someone's got to be yeah. there to, you know, someone's got to take I'm, the pins. I'm devastated that I never got to see Chase in the G1 because I'm pretty sure he's not going to be in there this year. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So coming up Sunday, Sunday, June 12th from Osaka Joe Hall. That's right. We have Dominion, which I personally am so beyond excited to talk about because this really looks like one of the coolest wrestling cards I've seen in a while. And if you looked at it from afar, like you just look at the matches and everything, it's you've got singles matches in there that just sort of like, cool, I get to see the next part of that character. I get to see the next part of that story. Like, Tama, uh, Tai Tama Chi. Tonga. Yeah. I realized too, it's been ages since I've actually seen Tai Chi in a singles match. Like yeah. that alone, you know? And so it's going to be really, really cool to see. And I said to you guys in the chat before, when I actually saw the card, it looked like an old school wrestling card. Like a, when I grabbed a, a, a videotape from Video Easy, it looked like that. I was just like, wow, cool. That guy's in a singles match. You know, what the that, fuck? What, what, what the fuck? What, 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 like, yeah, what the fuck? I'm, I'm pumped because the match the every single match from start to finish i'm like what the fuck i don't know what's going to happen <laughs> that's a good position that's probably an interesting point to, to to jump off on there is it is an interesting spot before we jump into our sort of our listener questions here but it is an interesting spot where dominion finds itself here this year because it feels like the jumping off point more than a conclusion <clears throat> Which is yeah. normally Dominion sort of concludes a lot of things before the yeah. G one. You sort of get the yeah. It usually sets up the second half of the year, which I think this will do. But it usually wraps up the first half and sets up the second. Yeah, but not this-, this one. Looks like it's intentionally wrapping up the first. Like normally, it, it wraps up the first half by something, and then the propellant is like things come in and it sets up the second half. But it looks like it's intentionally being designed 
to just set up the second half. Like it's pretty yeah. clear. There's no, not a lot of wrapping happening in terms of finishing stories. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on here that I don't really know how they got to. So mm. I'm a bit curious about a few matches and, and I mean, they look quite odd. I can't wait for you guys to experience babyface Tama Tonga. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because I've kind of watched Tama get kicked out of Bullet Club. I've, I've actually been like watching him more on Twitter than I have. Yeah, that's where Tama lives. Yeah, that's what I mean. I've been watching him from Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So it's been super interesting. And I can't wait to actually see him in a match. And not only that, though, to be taking on uh, Machine Gun. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be cool. He finally gets his hands on an actual Bullet Club member one-on-one. And an OG, the guy that, the guy that was his senpai, the guy that gave him the gun stun. The, the original oh. relationship from okay. the the core four of Bullet Club. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, All the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Cool. So I mean, like it's like I said, there's this going into it zero expectations because I have no idea what's going to happen. But but you know, just strap me in, baby. I'll get strapped. <laughs> I'm getting strapped. My watching the boss Jay the other night. That was my first real um, look at Tama as a baby face. And like he looks, I always thought like he had such a cool presence as a heel, like him and the, the gorillas of Destiny always had like this really kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's close to sort of hip hop edge um, that you get in wrestling that didn't feel contrived. Yeah. And to see like a baby face version of him, I was kind of like almost in awe of how much it looks like that it's the perfect fit for him because I always thought heel was the perfect fit. Um, what's the go with, is he with his brother at all? Yeah, Tama, so Tonga Loa, both him, the G.O.D. have left. So they obviously were booted from Bullet Club and yeah. they started, they sort of started their own pseudo faction. They're a part of Hontai. But it's like they come out as known as G.O.D., like the Gorillas of Destiny with Jado as well. But um, Tongalo was injured. Remember we at Capital Collision where he came out and he had like a dodgy knee? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. So he's yeah. just out with that knee injury. So he's off those cards. So Tama's on his own. But you got to give to Tama, man. Like he's in ridiculous shape. Yeah. I was, I was like, oh, I mean, that looks like a baby face champion. Yeah. Um, also, Jado, I was like, oh, is he in the Empire? Because he was wearing <laughs> effectively TJP's clothes. Yeah, maybe. This, this guy's always looking for the next, you know, the next thing to jump on. Like, if he sees something that's potential money, he'll just he'll join the faction if he needs to. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's like, it's so different to see that. And I'm really excited to see how you guys, like, because he gets it. Like, he just gets it. He he fits as a baby face. He, he, he understands all the mannerisms. He just gets it. So on, yeah. yeah, he's cool. And like I said, I just can't wait. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in that match. It's um, we've got our match. Yeah, we've got our matches, but it's it's up there, isn't it? It's up there. That's exactly it. Like I said to you boys before, it was really hard for me to actually pick just one match. So I went with the most obvious for me. But is it is, is a slight curiosity too about Carl Anderson? Like yeah, about like what like because I mean he he basically predates me watching so like okay. i didn't really see him in at the at the at in real time yeah uh, so you hear these like mythical stories about him being good like he was really good in uh, as a singles wrestler and so like he obviously left and went to the fed and got paid and good on him whatever 
but then he's gone to impact to have done that and whatever but it's like he clearly loves new japan pro wrestling he loves it like i watched uh one of their like vlogs and it had a thing where it's like saying um carl's finally happy to machine guns finally excited to wrestle again it's like there's a clear thing that he wants to achieve and i'm interested to see if he comes out and says you know i want to be in the g1 i want to be back to that guy um i i just haven't seen it so i'm interested there's a curiosity there to me to see what he's like you know really really good point yeah be interesting to see i'll be interested to see how tama tonga wrestles as a face as well because he was always like that super defensive heel wrestler like really good at that reversals and all that sort of thing hmm. um it'll be interesting to see if he's more i don't know has he got a more offensive style as a as a face or is it the same sort of it, it's i'll be interested to what you think but it works it works as a baby face in peril yeah okay well that makes sense yeah um, the other match that I'm I'm kind of super keen for is because I just it's intriguing on a what the fuck level uh, is Shingo and Taichi. Yeah, because the whole kind of like six count thing and stuff. I'm like, what? Good what, segue. What, what's going on there? Uh, we see this to our our first listener question. Would you like to read the listener question, Red? Is that your your demand? Yeah, yeah. I'll do it this week because it's uh it's Miss Doom. And we're a massive fan of Miss Doom. Thank you. She follows you on Twitter now, Red. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I saw, <laughs> I, I saw Miss Doom that you like me replying to Josh. I think I replied. To, anyway, I don't keep up a Twitter. You always reply to my tweets. So it could be one of yeah. a thousand that you've yeah, put in okay. there. It's, it's not me. It's my burner account. Um, Please sign out of it when you do that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, Miss Doom, I'll do my best to do your accent. I won't. Uh, I'll do She's it. from North Carolina. She's from North, North Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Um, uh, <clears throat> Here we go. All right. Uh, what stipulation do you want to see for Shingo and Tai Chi? I really enjoyed both the sumo rules for Tai Chi forward slash YTR and the 30 count for Shingo Tai Chi. Yeah, thanks, Miss Doom. Um, thanks, Siri. Thanks. <laughs> it's, uh, really sorry for doing your voice. I hope I did it justice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Um, look, it's hard. It's always hard for me to answer stipulation things like because I haven't watched for so long. Red, King of Pro Wrestling should be your shit, Red. You know how it works? Like, it sounds like a match made for you, Red. You know how it works, Red? I'm going to explain what King of Pro yeah, Wrestling is. Explain okay. it, yeah. So King of Pro Wrestling, really brief history, came about because Okada just said we should have something where you can have any kind of match you want. And I think he was bored and wanted to like have something during the pandemic. And so it created this idea called the King of Pro Wrestling, which Yano held for a couple of years, which essentially is like a provisional title that allows you to, people fight over it. And how it works is, is you have a contest against someone else where you both propose a stipulation. The stipulation goes to a fan vote on Twitter and through the social medias. And the winner of that is the match they have. It's that's how it works. And you propose whatever kind of match that you can imagine. We've we've seen we've seen all these type of things. We've seen a, a like a dog cage match. We've seen like a 30 count match. We've seen like a some weird handcuff match thing. Yano's tried a bunch of weird bordering on SM style things with Minoru Suzuki. We've we've seen all these elements along the last two years. Most of them dreadful. Most of them just terrible but tai chi has elevated the genre he's come in and said first match he had he had a sumo match against yano where they took the ring ropes down and they actually like engaged in some sort of sumo thing got an audible pop at rear goku 
when Tai Chi won the match. Literally one of the loudest pops of the pandemic was Tai Chi <laughs> beating Yano because uh, Tai Chi has a great reverence for sumo. That's like his big thing. So he was like very respectful to that. And so now we get to this point where these two guys, Shingo has beaten Tai Chi for this after winning a 30 count match, which is a, I really enjoyed it. It was such a fascinating and interesting idea. What it essentially was, was best first man to 30 pinfalls, like 30 counts. So like a one count, you get at a, at a scoreboard. So you get a one count, it counts. And so they just kept wrestling oh, until yeah. someone so got to 30. The next one's a two count, you've got three. You got the three. One count, you got four. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's cool. That's so cool. It, went to a, it went to a six count, like Taichi got a six count. I just love that match for the logic behind it. Like in there in the back thing, if I give you a pumping bomber, that's worth a two. But if you give me a black Mephisto, that's worth a four. Like it's like it became like this weird, there was an economy to their whole like protecting their finish. And so that was where the six count thing came from because Taichi got one. And it's like yeah. my thing to get the six count. So to answer this question, I just want to, before we talk about it, the actual stipulations are in. So they're in. So they've been put online, just breaking news, breaking news live as we're talking. I will tell you the stipulations and you can let us know which ones we, which one we want to see happen. Okay. Is that, is that a good, that a good plan? Yes. You can, you can, yes. Uh, yes. Siri will follow along as well. So, Shingo Takagi has proposed an unlimited pinfall 10-minute scramble for this match. This means that one, two, three, or more counts add to a total score. Whoever has the most in 10 minutes will win the match. So oh, so just pins the most. Yes, pins. and have a running tally, but when the clock strikes 10, whoever's on top wins. That's his proposition. Right. Okay. Taichi has proposed a limited finisher 10 count match. So he has said that a total count of 10 across multiple falls wins. So first to 10. However, Taichi can only use the Gato clutch to score pinfall counts and Takagi can only use the ground cobra. So they have to try to win with the same move to get to 10. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Which, cool. which do we think? Uh, I'm going to go Taichi. Tai Chi's one just because that actually sounds like it could be a really really good match. Yeah, I like the idea of like trying to put trying to put the same move on all the time and how you yeah. counter it. And yeah, yeah I, I like the idea. Of that. That I, I'll, I'll, I like I'll, both of them. I like Shingo's one because of the counting clock, because there's a ten minute time limit and that there's this there's that urgency that will come about if someone's yeah. behind. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, either one, if, if whoever votes it in. I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, Miss Doom, I'll answer your actual question now that I've had time to think about it because my brain works sporadically while people talk. Um, I'm going to say death match. <laughs> yeah, that, that you dated yourself, right? You could have said that before I proposed the stipulations and it would have worked yeah. great. Or what was the match where it was... Uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, and he had to go through all those cages. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Tower of Doom one. Yeah, let's not have that. But either way, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 the death match, to answer your question, death match is what I would like to see. You want to see a death match in King of Pro Wrestling? Yes. It's possible. Get Despy in there. He's not doing anything. I just like death matches. Sorry. Not many moves. Do, 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 do you? Yeah. Uh, have, do you? Do you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're learning things here tonight. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, no, no, I just, I just, I think you know, death matches are just a part of Japan, and um, you know, the the wrestling that I saw when I didn't know anything about it, that was kind of like the stuff that I saw. And yeah. 
now that I know more about it, I'm like, well, if you're going to have any stipulation that I'd actually like to see two guys that I really like, it would be a death match. Get Jun Kasai in New Japan. This is the agenda you need to be pushing, Red. Jun Kasai for New Japan. The man is a big Despy fan, so get him across. He's, Despy wrestles him every year. Get him in there. I, I, did, I, I saw AEW try and do a death match, and I just want to see New Japan do a death match. Okay, well, it's possible. It is possible in this in this With piranhas in a tank. Okay. Okay. F- the like, okay. Yes. Great. Tremendous. This is a great <laughs> throwback. Maybe, maybe, maybe you would have had a chance for it during the pandemic because they were getting, they were getting loopy at that point. There was anything was like, yeah. they did a ladder match halfway through the thing. So yeah. it's possible. Stardom's doing a cage match. So it's, you never know. Okay. Uh, off the back of that, the, the last listener question again, read from ZKG. Would you like to read from ZKG? Or do you want me to do it? And it's, which, which one are we going? Are we feeling, feeling froggy two for two. Uh, I'll, I'll no actually hang on dave hasn't read one yet dave would you like to do this oh, one i well because I, I dropped out the chat's gone so i can't actually read it <laughs> okay, okay. i'll let you take I'll, the reins of it i'll say the question to you and then you just okay. say it back to me no no <laughs> yeah, okay. um, right. in an accent which accent would you like uh, one that doesn't get us cancelled preferably <laughs> do we know where um zkg is i, I don't know where zkg is <laughs> I, I, I know where i know he does frequent our discord He's on the Discord, hey, uh, where we had a we had a long discussion about our disappointment that Despy lost. So I, I practice a lot of my takes on ZKG. So there's a lot of <laughs> he's just hearing the same things at the beginning of this show. So ZKG, they could be Australian. Yep, they could be they could be Australian. Okay, g'day mates. What title do you think is most likely to change hands at Dominion? If it were my decision, I'd take those belts off hot. Yeah, so House of Torture. Um, I think the most likely uh, tag and file, uh, tag and file, file and uh, chase uh, the tag champs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. the most likely to change. Oh yeah, yes. I think you're right. I think Bob and Khan make Cobbin, Cobbin, Cobbin corn, Cobbin Khan, Khan on the cob, Khan on the cob, yeah. makes uh, perfect sense. It does. It does. Yeah. And can you imagine? Can you imagine Chase at the Forbidden Door? Like, it's, it'd be a fascinating thing. Yeah. Or Farley. I'm not, I mean, Chase more, probably more. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't necessarily see Farley. Farley versus Luchasaurus. Yeah. Book it. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I prefer to call them Jeff. We can't. Um, yeah. I, I, nice, 100%. nice one. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just thought of that. Uh, I agree with you 100% on that one, Dave. I do think that it's going to be that tag match that uh, they actually do change the titles on that one because you can't see the main event and all that kind of stuff, even though we'd love to see Jay win. I think Dave's uh, going to make a case for it. Yeah, yeah, I'll make a case. Yeah, I think that's. I think I think we're on agreement. I think that's that's the most likely. I, I would like to see the trio's belt go to, to Despy, Zach, and um, Kenamara, especially heading into Forbidden Door. That could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. You've got to give Despy something, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> After you do. the last week of disappointment. But like that could be that could be like a compelling and interesting trios match if they were to do it at Forbidden Door. Those guys bring the trios belt across more so mm-hmm. than House of Torture. Who House of Torture have been announced to go to? They're, they're wrestling Gleet. They're going and doing some work at Gleet. So oh wow. So that'll be yeah. So they're going to go ruin that company for a bit, and that'll be tremendous. No, they're they're fine. They they'll work well as a. They're just a different heel mid card heel act, and every. Every company needs a mid card heel act, but um, 
yeah, I think I think it's more likely that we'll see those tag belts go. I, I want to because I think we want to see that FTR, uh, Khan and Cobb match. I think definitely Khan. That makes sense. I think that makes sense to bring FTR over for tag league as well. That would be fun. Yep, gives them motivation to do it too, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. That's good. Yeah, that makes that makes actually perfect sense. Um, it's funny, you know, because we've been talking about matches. Um, we have, Rich. We've actually talked about all the other matches. Uh, does I'm going to ask you, Josh, first. Oh, uh, are there any key matches you're excited for? <laughs> Why, yes, there are, Red. Um, and I believe we all have matches that we're excited for. Um, I mean. I think we do. I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm very, I mean, I'm most excited for the main, but I, for various reasons, but I, the, the last match announced got me the most curious because I think a lot of this is about like people that have been listening to the show, any new listeners, uh, we're not so much about like getting out the stopwatches or like getting into like, okay, well, each match is going to be this and we're going to do this and it's more like what are the interesting things that we are keen to follow or something that's like curious, something that's like, I'm interested in this. There's something interesting about this for whatever reason it is. And nothing has been, has interested me more this past week uh, than the Tanahashi Goto and everything surrounding it. Uh, the match itself uh, is what does the AEW Eliminated Series mean? Like, what does, what does that mean? <laughs> good red? Are you asking questions that I mean, have you got 47 minutes? Because we could go through, we could read the press release if you'd like, but ultimately, it is one of the more confusing ways to get to an inevitable match that I've ever seen. Uh, it's like it is what it is. Obviously, for people that have been following or don't follow AEW, that that the initial match for Forbidden Door, which is the pay-per-view after Dominion, or the, I don't know, it's pay-per-view, yes, yeah, not a premium line of it, we're in the wrong business there, but it was the pay-per-view that's following after Dominion. It was going to be Tanahashi and Punk, and that was the setup, right? Uh, but then, obviously, Punk injured himself. Uh, how, first, how were they getting to that? Because wasn't this whole kind of like, Thing with Moxley and t- trying to get t- and like pick and fight Tanahashi. It's like- been the story for a year. It's so odd. I mean, I think the the the, the quick answer, Dave, is it's the most politically safe one. I need a someone to eat a pin or that was a yeah. big star that could lose. Um, and so Tanahashi step on up. A horrific like promo promo wise, like Punk's a great promo. It was a bad setup. Like it was. We need to send. We need to sell pay per views. Yeah. Who's back there? Who have I got for the pay-per-view? It's like, it's like there's no like for people that love narrative and the importance of story. Yeah, that's a that's the worst thing you can hear is like, what's my random yeah. matchup on this supercard? It's like, oh, it's Tanahashi, awesome. It's yeah. me versus Tanahashi. It makes it, it makes it diminishes it, and it makes it feel like Punk doesn't give a fuck. And and Tanahashi did not deserve that one no. bit. He should, have, he should have had a much more bigger, grand sort of like. You know, if they, I would have like Punk just on, you know, if only like, come on, New Japan, give me a best. Like, I'm sure you've got like an ace. I'm the ace I'll, I'll give him the ace. credit. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he knew he had broken his foot. So he's probably in his own head. He's probably all over the place at that point. And he's yeah. like, whatever he did to his foot, whatever he's done, I don't know if he's broken or whatever happened. He's He probably knew something was up and he was like a little bit off. But the, the, the who's my guy bring him out? You're right, Red. Like, it would have been amazing if it was just like, 
that that position where it's like oh like i have dominated i'm the best i'm the world champion no one is better than me because i'm the aw world champion blah blah, blah. Yeah. and i've been the guy since day whatever and the guy who's had a parallel they could have just played fucking tanahashi's music straight away him on the yeah. screen or something and like they flew him out to sort of come out and stand there for a bit and then play like, fucking air guitar just play air guitar <laughs> on the stage that, yes that the yes. cult of and personality um, that yeah. would have been amazing just playing yeah. <laughs> just come out <laughs> riffing the cult of personality that would have been great uh but in any case so that would have been a dream match for people that were like just interested in matches and i think tony khan has sort of my fear with the forbidden door stuff and this is what this comes this sort of ties into this tanahashi goto thing is it's like it's like this weird element of story. And you mentioned it last week, right? About the differences in storytelling, just the, the subtleties of the way that the stories are told and the way that the, like the way the whole grand narrative is told and how new Japan focuses a lot in the ring and AW does a lot of that preemptive stuff. And it can get a kind of, it can get a bit like, I don't know, like redundant. Like it gets mm-hmm. like, what's the point of a lot of this stuff? Because it's like, we, we know where we're going. Like we know where this is going, right? Yeah. Like we know where yeah. this is headed. Like yeah. we have to add all these extra layers of complication to make it interesting. It's almost like it's like debuting someone as their biggest pop now. Yeah, they've built they've built an expectation of surprise and debut, and this is the thing. But I do think to some extent, man, they're they're like locked into this. Like, um, we need to just we need to explain everything. Yeah, we need to explain everything. When the simple answer is Mox Tana. Simple answer is Mox Tana. We've lost a guy. We've lost the the champion. We've got this story that's been built. Let's just let's just get to that. And they're going to get to that, I think. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll find a surprise. Like Tana's wrestling Goto. Can you imagine, Red? Can you just imagine? AEW world champion, Hiroki Goto. Goto like, yeah. We yeah. live in a world that's possible now, Red. Apparently. Apparently they tell us. They pick Goto out of the tag team. He's been a tag team for 18 months. Yoshihashi's like, what the fuck did I have to do to get a chance? Like, I'm winning all these matches too. So, like, hang on. So, so is this match... To get into, to face someone at Forbidden Door. Yes. The winner of this match will face the winner of John Moxley. The winner of John Moxley versus the winner of a battle royal. So on this week's Dynamite, there will be a battle royal. The winner of that battle royal will wrestle John Moxley in the main event of that same Dynamite. The winner of that match will wrestle the winner of Goto versus Tanahashi at Dominion at Forbidden Door. That's where we've gotten to. So we could, How many people in the battle royale? I don't know. We didn't get so, that far. So we could we could have Goto versus Wardlow. We could have Goto versus Luchasaurus. We could have Goto yeah. versus anyone. Like at this point, it's like I don't know. Like uh, that is that is a forbidden door. Yeah. That will, why? I mean, why does why does what why does Moxley get a free pass here? Well, because yeah. he's apparently like, the he's apparently the number one ranked guy, even though he's fourth. He beat Daniel Garcia. Look, this is a this is a philosophical issue with their booking structure with the rankings, and it, it's not it's it's clear he does long term booking. TK, that's great, but when shit happens, it's very hard to pivot. So, yeah, what the fear is is that they've had to now in now they've had to like force that on upon New Japan to be like, well, you need to justify Tana getting a shot, and but the trouble is we've got everyone else booked up, so we have to. Like I think Tana Osprey would have been great, but I don't think they want to lose Osprey. They don't want Osprey to lose. I don't know why they didn't just do Tana and Hangman. Hangman just lost the title. Just make the forbidden match. They've already I think he's got plans. Yeah. 
Okay. I think it's okay. yeah. It, it, if Hangman doesn't have a match, the big match. If Hangman doesn't wrestle Jay, then I say yeah, it's a missed yeah. opportunity. Um, that he should have been positioned to be the guy. But they, it's whoever they want interim champ, and they obviously want Mox to be interim champ. And he need because whoever whoever Tana's wrestling, Tana's losing to. Like yeah, you yeah. can't imagine Tana like the narrative sense of Tanahashi's our interim world champion. Imagine Godo wins. I don't. I'm, I'm, imagine. Wait, wait. Here's a conspiracy booking long shot. Oh, here we go. Goto beats Tana. Or me, immediately one in 1,000, but yes, continue. Yeah, he's already, what is he, 11 and 2? <laughs> so so Goto beats Tana, goes to Forbidden Door and wrestles Moxley or whoever, somehow manages to have an amazing match and gets incredibly over and wins the AEW uh, undisputed, uh, interim. Not undisputed interim title. But gets over with the crowd, and next thing, Punk comes back, and Goto wins the undisputed and becomes their biggest star. That I mean, if there's a world, if there's a universe where that happens, I hope it's this. One. Yes, the multiverse, and he beats him with the Goto sleep. Yeah, and everyone yes. just goes like, "This is the greatest moment of meta wrestling ever." Hiroki Goto, <laughs> get your balls out, that's, son. That's the multiverse I want to live in. And if that does actually happen, I really hope that he brings back the Goto anal beads. The, the beads. You're the damn bead. right he yeah. brings the beads. And the Think big pants. The big yeah. pants? Big pants. Big jacks. Yeah, and I just, mean... Yeah, it goes hardcore back into the samurai thing. It is, like, it'll be a fine match because Goto always puts on fine stuff. But it's like, come on, man. Like, it's like what what are we doing here? Like what what are we doing here? Like Tana's got to Tana's got to prove like Tana's got to prove himself. Yeah. It's like okay, Tana was the US champ and he didn't lose the match. He lost because someone else got pinned. Like how did Goto get this? Cuz he was the only guy there. He Dennis stamped his way into it. He wasn't booked. <laughs> he was on a trampoline with his shake weight and they were looking for someone. Well, why not do why not do go uh, why not do Tana and Zach? Fucking someone. Because like, I, I don't think, because here's the thing. This is the, the, the hardest truth of the whole situation is that they don't want Tana to beat those guys at the moment. Tana's cycled down. Like yeah. they don't want him yeah. to beat Osprey. They don't want him to beat Zach. This match is like fifth from the top. This is what's amazing about it. Like it's the eliminator <laughs> yeah. for their world title. It's like it's on before the fucking King of Pro Wrestling. The fucking trophies ahead of it. Like this is brilliant. It's just, it's just chef's kiss of like chaos. Hey, hey, like, <laughs> New, New Japan currently right now saying that Goto is the gatekeeper of the Forbidden Door. Yeah, it might be. Yes, he is. Effectively. He's got the keys. Goto has the keys. He's, he's been saying he's, he's He's the gatekeeper to the AEW world title at the moment. Right. That's the amazing. All roads go through Goto. Go through Goto. <laughs> uh, go Ace. Uh, enjoy it while it lasts goto's goto's getting himself over on twitter as a role of this he's just realizing that a lot of american fans have just discovered who he is so it's yeah. like it's like he's doing like any the best thing was the most goto way he like tweeted out when the announcement was like what i'll do it that was his tweet. <laughs> <laughs> like, so they didn't even fucking no, ask him it was like goto you're in you're in goto you're in <laughs> yeah so I'm fascinated. Like, look, I'll tell you right now, if Goto wins this, I'm all in. Like, I'm so in oh, on it. Like, me too. I'm like, yes, the chaos. Can you imagine the world? Like, yeah. New Japan, like, fuck it. We don't want, we, we would have Tana lose to your champ, but we didn't have him losing to anyone else. Goto's losing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like imagine it. oh, yes. That's the type of chaos energy that 
that you just need. We needed it in the relationship yeah. heading to Forbidden Door. Yeah, you're going to have Punk and Tana at this main event thing, but give me give me Goto versus MJF. Give me that. Yeah. yeah. Give me that. <laughs> Can you imagine? What about what about like um, Goto versus Hook? Oh, it could send in the meme rest. I mean, it's a shame that Yoshihashi didn't get the run. It's but, we're, we're, we're now playing. How about this guy? <laughs> yeah. At this point, it could be anyone, Red. So I think we're going to get, long story short, I think this leads us to Tanahashi versus Mox. We finally get the match they've been teasing for 18 months. So um, both, yeah. both companies are just going like, look, we're going to have these matches. You all know who's going to win these matches, but we're just letting you know. We're just, we're just putting these matches on. But it's in a promotional, man. Like, that's the reality. Like, if you know the basics of politics you're like this is what's going to happen it has to happen like that and okada's going to wrestle someone like danielson and okada will beat danielson and there'll be a give and a take you take one of your you know minor like top guys that can lose and not have any dramas and we'll and it's a dream yeah. match i'll watch that who's not watching okada danielson there's no one that's not watching that and that'd be a that's fine particularly if uh danielson ends up going to the g1 because he could he could get a pin on him in the g1 maybe or whatever yeah yeah, and it's and politically it's fine, and there'll be some that are up in the air, and there'll be some that won't, and that's okay. But uh, and and just to cap the story, Tanahashi did offer Punk a match at the at the Tokyo Dome as a replacement. I saw that. So, so come yeah. over here and wrestle me there. Which is Tana is the he's just such a great worker. Like he's like I'll put that into the yeah. I'll put that in the universe, and we can make some money off it. How about that? So yeah. he's clever. And then you should also wrestle more like me. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's why they didn't want him anywhere near Hangman. Because not, not again, Tyler. Yeah. You kidnap the guy? Come and learn <laughs> from me. Be just like me. But just be me. Yeah, I'm great. Why wouldn't you want to be like just me? More, more of me. Thanks, everyone. More me. Yeah. Uh, Tana, heel wrestler. <laughs> yes. Speaking of more me, are we talking about Rock? Rock. <laughs> rock. Uh, Red, we're talking about Rock Hard. Red, I was, I, I know we were talking about all the matches and you were excited for everything, Red. But as soon as I saw the card come out and I saw that there was a three way, I know there's a, there's one man who loves three ways. He just loves them. He's in, I, he's in, it's a three way. He's like, he just, it just pricks up. He's like, a, he's got a radar. He can three way from anywhere. Yeah, I know. You could ask, I, just, I don't know what it is. I just like the chaos, the energy of three men going at it in a ring. Can I wait, Red? Can I ask, have you watched the four way yet where he won the mat and won the title? Uh, no, no, oh, no. Uh, oh, so before Dominion, do yourself a favor, go I, back and watch. I know, no, yeah. no, strong it's, recommend. It's on my list of things to watch. It's great. Um, yeah, it's really- no, it was this was such a difficult question because I've already covered it the whole card from start to finish. This is my first actual New Japan wrestling pay per view. You know what I mean? Like, this is my first one in two years that I'm actually going to sit there and the crowd's going to be chanting and it's going to be sold Hopefully. We're not sure about that. We're they not sure be. about the crowd chanting. They keep, that's the, this is the long game, the long tease. Oh, will there be crowds? No, they won't. <laughs> well, will there be crowds? Oh, no, this is what, that's what two years of being in New Japan Pro Wrestling is, is these hope is the enemy. Hope will kill a man. So it just yeah. keeps teasing. Uh, look, you know, I uh, my middle name is Hope. Uh, I... No, I just, it was really difficult because you've got Tama, you've got Tai Chi in these single matches. You've got, obviously, the Tana Goto match. You've got, like, the Great Okan, Jeff Wikan. Um, can I ask you, Red, can I ask you, what do you think about the dynamic of these, these three guys together? That's an interesting question, yeah. Stylistically, stylistically, right? It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm really excited to see Juice as a heel. 
because I've seen Juices be the idiot baby face. So I really want to see what sort of a heel Juice can actually bring to the ring. Because, you know, going from baby to heel, you can be more of a dickhead and a douchebag. I've only ever seen Juice as an idiot. So it's, it's going to be really, really cool to see. Um, you know, it's, I'm also looking forward to the added element of Osprey. Speaking of idiots. Yeah. I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't, no, but I haven't seen. So it's interesting because you've got these two heels who, you know, you got Will Ospreay. The guy is still the New Japan world champion. The, then you've got, <laughs> then you've got Juice Robinson, who, you know, is now a heel and smacking it out of the park as a bad guy. Mm. But then you have Sonata. You know what I mean? It's like. Stupid, it's, sexy Sonata. Sexy Sonata, it's the no, but then he has like Sonata, and he's just the like the Chad energy in this match is high. Yeah, yeah. Come out, come out in the suit the other night, I'm like wow, sexy Sonata. It's unfair. So it's freaking hearts. Yeah. It's gonna be really cool because you have the flippy flippies of Osprey, the perfection of what he does. Then I'm just, I have no idea what to expect with Juice because I haven't seen. It. Mm. And the same thing with Sonata. I'm, I think you'll like it, Red. Will, will he like, be? My question is, will he be there? Because he obviously missed the best Super Juniors finals with, uh, he had appendicitis. So he went in for emergency mm. surgery for an appendectomy. Oh, he'll be there. So if you're on a Cody Rhodes, we're gonna have like we're gonna have yeah, like a lot of like a yeah. big big hematoma blood near the old down yeah, low for juice. That's a dangerous spot. How long does it take to come back from appendicitis? I don't know. I, I know it's like a one to two week thing. So a couple hours for me. But taking bumps might be a little bit different. Might hurt a bit. Uh, but the man, the man's rock hard. So what are we worried about? He's rock he hard. Is. The original rock hard. The- Maybe it's, yeah. He's uh, so I mean it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's like those guys are so you're right, the dynamics are interesting because Osprey's kind of a heel, but he's not really a heel. Like you can't really say, like you've we've watched United Empire, they're a weird, they're in a weird position as a faction. They're like not truly heel, though they don't do a lot of the healy things that New Japan, they're like a edgy faction osprey is like a heel but he's kind of not he does still does his flippy shit and he's kind of middle of the road juice is going to go full heel and sonata is the classic you know yeah. idiot baby face you know yeah. and so yeah it's interesting isn't it red who do you think wins red uh i'm gonna go with juice i think he solidifies himself i think that's the story yeah i think that's the, the story that makes sense whether they go that way well and I mean, does they- osprey get screwed again is that the story they're yeah. gonna keep pushing yeah, they're they're getting with that, but the, but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus on a heater right now, and I really think that you know if they're gonna do this whole Bullet Club reloaded thing, um, getting Jace, uh will, will we will we get clued in though, Red? Like with we're saying Chase and Farley might lose. Uh, are we thinking that potentially if Juice loses, that there's a sign that the Bullet Club had, they got their big run at at um, uh, at Dontaku. Uh, this is where they're getting a bit of a humble. It'd be interesting to see. We'll get a bit. I know. Is it too soon for that? I feel like you got people start. They're sprinting. To watch Dave. Again. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So people start, I mean, to me, it makes sense for Juice to hold onto this belt here, and then maybe Osprey. If Jay, if Jay wins, Osprey then moving on to a program with Jay after the G1, maybe. Or just even even hinting at it for a. You know, planting those seeds because we, we only have forbidden door and it's g1 so yeah and then sonata and i mean sonata and juice can have a oh yeah imagine imagine fun. imagine juice promos and sonata yeah oh poor sonata is going to sit there and just like nod oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
maybe it'll drag something out of him. It could. Like he has he has shown personality. There's no doubt about it. Like he's he's improved with his personality. He's, he's emoting. He's shown some. He's emoted. I mean, um, shit. The guy's so keen for the match. He deliberately got rid of his appendix. Yeah, well, Juice did. Yeah, Juice is like serious. going in lighter. There's not a weight limit, so he didn't have to worry. But no, Sonata. I'll be interested to see Sonata. What like coming back from a broken face that Osprey gave him. So there's clearly like a connection though between those two. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, yeah, where that goes and how Juice plays into it, I guess. Look, uh, either way, it's because it's a three-way match. I love my three-way matches, but... Who's your pin, Red? If Juice is winning, who's your pin? Uh, Juice is pinning Sonata. Okay. If he's not pinning Osprey, Osprey's going to be taken out of the ring and then Juice is going to do some fuckery and pin Sonata. Oh, okay. so Sonata's going to be knocked out by Osprey. Then Juice is going to come back into the ring and throw Osprey. Classic the baby face. Uh, classic yeah. heel work on the yeah. poor and, fallen yeah. baby. The Osprey gets screwed. Sonata loses and Juice wins. Beautiful. Okay. Sounds good. If only there was a third member of the podcast who had a match that they would like to talk about right now that they're in. Juice and his third member. Yes. I'm going to go out and let you, Dave. Uh, I'm going to try and guess off the top of my head what, what match you're most keen yeah. for. We didn't just to give everyone the the inside scoop here of what happened. We didn't even bother asking. We were like, we when we sent the list of things, like who's the most? What's we're excited for is like, look, we'll give you the main, Dave. You can have the main. Oh well, I mean, I mean, this is this is like a a big thing for me coming back into um, New Japan, and then you know the two, my two boys really, um, the OG boy mm-hmm. and the and the J boy. Um, going up against each other, continuing their rivalry, the best and the pest, as I like to call them, because Jay just doesn't, he's he's just like, a, he's like a gnat. He's like a mosquito. He just doesn't ever shut up, stop talking to it. He does some really interesting stuff, like watching that tag match the other night, and he's just, he's just constantly mouthing off, mm. and in a way that doesn't feel like wrestling, I've never seen like a guy like they're having he's there on the edge of the ring like having a conversation and just it's kind of like an an unwrestler thing to do. Very sports like, yeah. Yeah, I know Jay just does things different than everyone else, and 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 a presentation that I mean I I don't really recognize in anyone else. Mm. Um, and I'm super fascinated whether it happens soon or down the track or never happens, but I'm fascinated in what that presentation looks like as a face. Um, and this, I mean, this match, this match kind of, it, it can be like a real, yeah, a real catalyst for Jay moving forward and for the promotion moving forward uh, post pandemic because it would set up so much bullet club stuff uh, moving into the US forbidden door mm. and then any other pay-per-views like the, I mean, this feels like kind of like step one in, you know, the, over the next potential year and a half, two years of booking in almost in like two promotions effectively, yeah. like what it potentially could be. Uh, that's why I find this match super fascinating uh, and you know they these guys uh, have have a classic rivalry. Always have great matches. I, I mean, Akata doesn't have a lot of bad matches, but I'm I'm really expecting Jay to take himself to another level. Mm. And he's kind of like I haven't really seen him 
wrestle a singles match for a long time because I didn't really watch any impact stuff or strong and not a new Japan main event style match. Yeah. Like he's been wrestling TV style matches. Yeah. So I'm curious to see uh, how that, what, what, I mean, what new stuff he brings in, how that translates. I mean, he looks in sensational shape. Okada looks in great shape. So they, like, I feel like they're ready to go. Yeah. Um, from a story perspective, um, for Okada, it's the the problem I have is that they both make sense. Yeah, it makes sense to stay with Okada and have like the icon go to um, present him at AEW in his always glory, and at, in the in the US market and really drag some of those eyes back and some new yeah. eyes over to New Japan as well. In it, like you know, and presented as because it's been a couple of years where you know Akata was like consensus for the best in the world, really. Yeah, and he and he's been away from that, and he kind of kind of stepped away from that. So now he's kind of getting back there. Do they kind of continue with that, or does Jay take the mantle and they go store more story? Because yeah. again, like we were saying earlier, like this is like long story. Long story is Okada. Big story for me is is Jay, just because I think it, it offers so many more options. Mm. Um, particularly if you're trying to break in, really, like he's an opportunity to really break into the West with a good looking West guy. It's, it's it's a reality. Like people in the West, they the majority of people relate to someone that looks like them. Granted, he doesn't sound like them. Um, <laughs> You know, like they're like, who is this sexy pirate? But like, they're trying to, like, he's. But you're right. Like, I, I it's and you said it before, Red, the Bullet Club Reloaded thing. Like, that's the direction they could go and say, we are Jay's our champion coming into the West, and this is the the story driven component. But yeah. you wonder whether the AEW booking suggests that they're more interested in. We want the top guy in the top position. It's it's interesting, like because Jay's been presented as AEW as the New Japan's top guy in a lot of respects. Like he's the guy on their TV. He's like the oh the leader of the Bullet Club. This is the guy, blah blah. Um, which is why which is why I think Okada is going to win. Well, and too that that sets up some interesting stuff as well because if Okada does win here, Jay fails. Then there's a, then there's the Jay fails story mm. you can go with, and that can be told over a period of time as well. If you I mean. I mean, there's there's a there's a bunch of stuff you could do with the G1 with that. Yeah, especially if he wrestles a especially if he wrestles another guy like an ELP. Imagine if he wrestles ELP in the G1, ELP one. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. after he'd lost to, like, you, you keep losing here, man. Like, yeah. So um, I don't know. I'm I'm curious about how they go. I, I want Jay to win, but I, I but I really don't want. Does, really does Jay know. need the his thing? Does Jay need the belt in AEW the same way that Okada may need the belt in AEW? Because Okada having the belt solidifies him. Yeah. Whereas Jay can get himself over on the mic. Yeah. Um, maybe. Maybe Jay doesn't need a belt no. ever. I don't think. No. Um, I just want him to have all that. <laughs> Oh, you'll give him your belt be, when you take your pants off. As soon as you yeah, see he him. can take my belt. <laughs> yes, the true, the true belt collector. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
it makes it makes sense for New Japan if they want to look. <laughs> I mean, and how much of this is what the the plan is? I'm not sure. Mm. But if they want to look like the dominant company, you probably go in with Okada because he's not losing. To he anybody. ain't losing if he ain't the champ. Like he, like they're not letting him lose to anyone. But, that, but how much stronger does that look when he, oh. he's got the belt on? Yeah, can you? you know? Well, you and also how much does it sell the pay per view? Like, in, in all honesty, I believe you can do Hangman and Jay based on story and history and yeah, you do yeah. Danielson and Okada based on the title. Yeah. And it's, it's a, cons- and it's, it's a legitimate because everyone knows that Danielson is an, isn't a, a new Japan is, has got a new Japan deal and will go there. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So it puts in play the opportunity for like Danielson could win. It's not going to happen, but it puts the seed of doubt in there where it's like, he's, he's a guy that could go over for the G1. So he could go in the G1 champion. It makes sense. It's only, and the G1 next. There's no other shows before that. So it does open that opportunity. Um, I guess you could have the same thing with Hangman, but I think, yeah, I think that I'm expecting, I wouldn't, I would be very surprised if Jay won, but it, but it's possible. It's possible. But it mean it feels big. I don't know what Red, have the big fight feel. It definitely has, it definitely has big fight feel. I mean, me personally going forward, I can't see Jay winning just mm. for the simple fact that they have got a pay-per-view to sell. Um, that Okada having the belt going into Forbidden Door. But look, at the end of the day, like me personally, I don't it's gonna be a great match. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be happy with whatever <laughs> happens regardless. Like yeah. I'm not gonna be I'm not I'm not gonna be taking my Okada pin and throwing it off. No, I know, yeah, I agree. I, I Potentially, I think Jay is the bigger draw in the US. I agree. And does long he need term. a belt? Does he, yeah, long term, does he need a belt to make no. that a reality? No. Uh, maybe eventually. Yeah. Maybe not now, but I think at some point he's going to need either the IWGP belt or the AEW belt and have a significant reign. Hmm. Because he hasn't had that before, it was he hasn't he hasn't had that yet. No. And but I and I think if you like if you want to break into a Western audience, ah, oh, just Jay just does shit that no one else has ever done mm. that I from that I've seen. And it's anyway. like I know like MJF is getting a lot of the buzz, and you know rightfully so, incredibly talented performer. But we we got to remember it wasn't it wasn't but eighteen months ago when. Jay had the match with Abushi or whatever, and it cut that promo after it talking about how he was going to retire. And everyone thought he was going to turn up at the Royal Rumble. Like he worked everyone the same way before MJF did it. Yeah. And it's because he's got that, that believability that transcends this thing. Like you said, Dave, he just feels different. And I think an American audience hasn't really experienced that. Like he hasn't really been presented like we've seen him in New Japan to be like, if you see this guy in person, like, in given free reign like allowed to be himself allowed to be that character and some sort of story attached to it because he's he is the most story rich wrestler like he relies on telling stories in the matches and you have to pay attention to the guy but he can the benefit of the last 18 months is he's been over in america learning that tv wrestling style like he can do it in 12 minutes now like that's such a great skill for him to have and that gives him an advantage over okada like i don't know what an okada tv match looks like I can't imagine yeah. it in my head. I can't picture it. And I don't think a car would have any interest in doing it. Like what? I have to go 12 minute yeah. main event. What? Like, so I do agree that Jay has that biggest potential, but I think 
long term, that's the story to go with. And I do, I, I think that maybe this is the start of that story. I think ultimately to me, I see him winning the belt after he wins a G1. I feel like he's going to do it as a baby yeah. face. I just feel like that's where it ends up is like this triumphant overcoming of this bullet club that turns on him. And he's left all on his own and he has to fight his way through a G1 against many of these guys. He has to win legit. He has to win it legitimately. And when he does that, he will be the most over baby face in Japan. They will fucking love this guy because you've got to remember, he's a new Japan young boy. He's come through their system. He's like, everyone's talking about, oh, he's going to go to AEW. He he owns the place. Like he's got, like, why would he leave? Like, why would you want to leave? I mean, and he's so aware too because he walks into the new Japan ring and like everyone there love all the crowd love him now because he's become this amazing wrestler yeah. and he's so good at giving them a little bit of like uh, yes love me and then basically like shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now let me shit enough of you. that no 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 it's like people are cheering like what are you doing no no, no none of that and-, and i feel like when if like that story is told the the jay all conquering legit baby face. I feel like that's when he's going to have this sort of epic reign and become J2 belts and get the AW. Yeah. And the thing is, Dave, he is, <laughs> he is a baby face in America, though. And that's the interesting yeah. part. He gets cheered in America because they can't hate him because they recognize they like, like America, they always say Western audiences like stars. He's a star. Yeah. And so he gets yeah. cheered because he's a star. And so if they are going to push to America, it almost has to coincide with him getting some level either either he has to go super heel in America and try to turn them or you make him a face across both continents, you know, like that's really ultimately where they have to make a decision if they're going to push this dude. And I I'm all for it. I think the guy has like, yeah, you don't have to like, I, I've been, we, we've been on it forever and it's like people are coming around on it now. It's like, okay, great. You've, you know, we already took a parcel land with the farmer. Like we were, we were there early, but I think that, to see where he's come from and to get this position where, yeah, I know you said, Red, I don't think, I think Okada is the guy and, and, and it fits with my thinking around how they're trying to book this, this 50th year and really establish it. But yeah. my God, it'd be a shot in the arm if they said, no, we're, we're going with this we're guy. Going this way. <laughs> it's like, we're doing it. We're like, okay, we've established you. We've built you back up. Okada is the man and Jay beats him. And however he beats him, maybe a new member of Bullet Club, maybe they keep the surprises coming and they do something to do that or maybe maybe he loses because he gets screwed out of something i don't know what's going to happen but it feels like they're they're setting something up big it feels like it's it's got to be big because you've got forbidden door to come you've got to sell those pay-per-views and you also have the g1 to come and that's the most important thing for new japan i'd say is that g1 and it's like who's the champion going into the g1 and what compelling story can we tell that's going to get us to the tokyo dome and it's like yeah it's 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 got to be like Jay's been away and he's back. What has he learned and what is he bringing that a card is not prepared for? Red shoes joins bullet club. A heel ref. I mean, <laughs> we, if NWO ref. did it. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying red shoes. Uh, that would be, be the biggest turn ever. Cause Jay fucking hates red shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be like he's consistently been like this guy's screwing me. Yeah. I'm really excited for that match. I think, I think ultimately yeah. I'm a bit like red, like I'm interested in the card. I was a bit disappointed by a couple of things that weren't on the card, but I, I do feel like we're going to have a main event that could potentially be um, compelling, really compelling. You know what? I was, I was all 
about Jay winning this match and then the Boss Jay final. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm not as confident anymore. I, yeah, I think they're going to stick with some... You like pain. Like, Despy, it's like, New Japan likes pain. Prediction yeah, for this I think match. They're just going, I think you're right pain. in that they're going safe for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you can't get over in a loss. No, oh shit, and Jay will get. I mean, Jay's eaten enough pins, and he's still he's still amazing, and he'll get over. And this will be an incredible match. Like this will probably be a forty minute fucking banger. Look, the the whole the whole show, the whole show is going to be absolutely sick. We had the 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 battle of the super juniors as the entree, as I mentioned before, but to actually have this isn't even a main meal, Red. This is like the setup for the setup. G one's coming, yeah. Red. Save yourself. Oh, I know. I know, I know. It's it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be really cool to, from start to finish the entire show. I'm extremely excited. I got a, I got a question for you, Red. Right. Question for you. Over, over, under, over, under, uh, one AEW involvement at Dominion, surprise involvement. Over, big time. So more than one. Yeah, I, I genuinely there would be if they're well, doing two weeks away from Forbidden Door. That's a key thing to remember. That, only that's two weeks I mean. away. Well, it's a, um, you know, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, AEW have a chance right now. They've got to sell a pay per view. By yeah. God damn it, <laughs> Punk, and, Punk told us. And um, you know, it's just they, if they don't have some sort of AEW thing, like fuck, do a video call or whatever, like FaceTime someone. Get Jericho like, and a fucking turtle just, yeah, and get Jericho on that phone. Turtle, exactly, yeah. Just, but if they don't, if they, look, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. If no one from AEW rocks up, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. It's, it's like this New Japan don't need AEW. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We're coming in hot with the hot take at the end there. But yeah. AEW. Not in, AEW, not in Japan, though. No. Many of them. So... I think Brian. I think Brian Danielson makes an appearance if Akata wins, and if Jay wins, Hangman. Uh, yeah, I think Hangman comes Hangman. home. Yeah, and the Young Bucks. <laughs> wow. wow uh, or I mean, that could happen. You could have maybe not Young Bucks, but you could have FTR make that. That would be cool. FTR make an appearance because Okan and. Yeah. Um, and Cobb appeared at that match that FTR were in. Yeah. So that would that could be cool. That's a good point. There could be two. And yeah. it's interesting to see, like, if you're going to turn up after the main event, like, what song that plays that the crowd there will pop for? You know, that's, like, who do they know? And this is going to be a real test to see, you know, uh, AEW's got the new AEW Japan count. Obviously, there's a lot of AEW Dynamites on the Japanese New Japan world. So the, the real hardcores will probably be following it. I'm really interested to be like, if they play Hangman's song, if they play Hangman's old song, people are like, oh, we know that guy. If you put Hangman's name up, they'll pop. Like, they'll pop for Hangman. Yeah. They, people remember that guy. Yeah. But Danielson's a bit further back in the in the history, but he's a big star. So yeah. I'll be really fascinated to see if they pop for him. They'd know, no, they, they would pop. They would lose their shit. Yeah. I'm interested because people say about Japanese pro wrestling that people follow their promotions and they, they tend not to follow a cross promotion. So it'd be interesting to see how many of those guys have got that recognition. Yeah, but he's one of them. You think about how many guys from New Japan have mentioned it. They, they'd like to wrestle against him. He's one of him and Mox. Him, Mox oh, what about Mox? What about Mox? Why isn't Mox coming out to New Japan? With the I mean, he's Mox. the most likely, yeah. He's the most likely to. I mean, Mox, Mox might make an appearance in the US title thing. Yeah. Mox just keeps turning up. Like, it depends on if Mox, if Mox is the number one contender, he's definitely turning up to beat the shit out of Tanahashi. If, yeah. if, okay. they're, 
It's like during all of Dominion from start to finish, randomly wild, wild, wild thing just keeps playing in the background. Wow, yeah, yeah. Dude. yeah. No, he does. He comes out to the New Japan song, which is infinitely better. So, yeah. Uh, okay, that's interesting. So we we over. So we've predicted we've predicted potentially Mox, FTR, and uh, Danielson and or Hangman on the show as well. Uh, <laughs> so half the roster is turning up. Well, look, I mean, like you said, two weeks that would set up a lot of stories. It would. It would, it would get a lot of matches out of that that you could promote. So you got to sell. Go and the that. thing is, and this is just a reality. You got to sell pay per views, Red, as you said. But you got to. The market's untapped. There's a Japanese market with a pay per view. They they have pay per view in Japan for this. Like there's a hundred thousand like New Japan World subscribers. I think about sixty or seventy thousand of them are Japanese. Like if if they sign up to that, that's a significant boost to their pay per view buys. So yeah. you got to like give them something to want. It's granted. It's on nine o'clock on a Monday morning for Japan, which is baffling to me i don't know how they figure that out do it one day earlier and it's a sunday and people are buying it but in any case it doesn't feel like they care too much about the japanese market and i'm yeah. disappointed it's almost a token gesture to like all the talks around three years ago when AEW started about oh they're gonna have a partnership with new japan and hmm. now that they can tony's like we're giving you a pay-per-view yeah well, yeah. as as someone really <laughs> as, as someone who lived through the invasion angle and oh, you hear it, yeah, and actually loved the invasion angle, only for years later to go, hang on, maybe I should have uh, noticed that Josh crying in the corner was a bad yeah, sign. Maybe I should have noticed that like <laughs> there was a lot of guys missing from WCW. So yeah, I, I are you I, saying we're going to get the Lance Storm of like to Godo with a chance? Are we saying it's on? It's, it's uh, yeah. big time, big time. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying that. You know, I, I I saw that, and so I already know now to keep my expectations low, low. Yep. And that's the thing, man. And and for listeners out there that have been following along, everyone knows that if you're a New Japan fan of the last couple of years, keep those expectations low and and just get what you get. And I hope the the enemy of all fandom at this point of hope. Something might happen, and if it happens, awesome. If it doesn't, I'm sure we'll get there eventually. We will finally get to a point where we can actually <laughs> see progression across the promotion. It feels like we're close. It feels like we're so close. And as Dave said, that this could be that catalyst for it. And if it happens, my God, it's going to be a tremendous event. But if it doesn't happen, you know, there's always the G1, and there's always a the thing. There'll be there'll be more New Japan Pro Wrestling along. There's more. There's more of that coming down the line. But I do. I, part of me wishes that we get we get something that says we're back we're full we're fully back i'm just waiting for that moment you know i think it might be just looking for a catalyst in professional wrestling i am just a catalyst the man is starting to call himself top gun right now that's his new thing try to cash in on the fucking movie (laughs) (laughs) it's like brilliant stuff well we are the mavericks of the podcast game boys and we are as we, as, we, as, we, as we finish off, it is, it is surprising. Right? We're getting traction. We're getting traction. People want to join us. You hear well, that, right? Yeah, I, I know people want to join you us. see that on Twitter? Because breathe with me. It is my error. Brilliant. Is that, is that how you close the show now for terrible New Zealand breathe, accent? Breathe. I, oh, I'm going to beat Okada. I'm four. He's one. All right, drink from the chili bin. (laughs) Get on your jandals, everyone. (laughs) Get the jandals ready. Well, you know, let's just say, uh, you know, just just, 
Just, just when you thought we were done. It's time for fun. Thank you so much for letting us enter your forbidden ear. Good stuff. And somehow making it past the goto of however you listen to this and clicking subscribe and give us oh, that five star review. Josh, how can people find us and follow us? Uh, that's at WeWorkStiff for this, these types of takes and, and many more. Uh, at WeWorkStiff, get ready, get limber to come. Apparently, we're, fresh, we're entering all sorts of things. You're through your ear holes and all other orifices. Uh, at WeWorkStiff Red and the Discord, which has now got uh, three or four people. We've got three or four people, but I, we're growing, Red. We are, we're, in, we're engorged. Growing. We're growing. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. My name is Red Hope, and I am joined by Chocolate Moose himself. <laughs> and Dr. Dave, the Tokemore Pimp himself. All we the are. We uh, say hi to your mum for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can always jump back. I can always jump back. I can always jump back.